0: Hey folks, SH Twenty coming to you live, talking to a lifelong friend, a man who knows where the bodies are buried. Uh, it starts off political and then goes to the goes to the uh, personal and in, introspective side at the very uh, very end of the podcast. So uh, have fun and uh, thank you for coming on, Ellis. Excuse me, greatly appreciated. All right, here we go. What is up, my brother from another mother, the man with a doctorate degree in agri- agricultural sciences, or at least it took him that long to get one. Add Ad leadership. leadership development, oh, okay. Yeah, right. so, so you're developing leaders or whatever. I develop
1: leaders on a daily basis.
0: Uh awesome. Thanks for coming on this uh this bad boy. I do appreciate it. And uh of course, buddy. yeah, so what's what's new with you, man? Uh, you
1: know, not much. Uh living in San Antonio, uh still doing the insurance thing. Um you know, kinda kinda doing the
0: uh girlfriend. Quickly positioning into a white thing. There you go.
1: All all that stuff. Con- her, her son lives with us, so I guess kind of doing the step parent thing. That's interesting. <laughs> but
0: uh, Congra- yeah,
1: yeah. All all of that, all of that together. It's been uh, it's been a very busy year and a half, two years, I guess. Con- you know, a, lot, a lot of a lot of stuff has happened. lots of stuff changed, but all good stuff. Yeah, for uh,
0: the most part, like in, in like, what uh, in what sense? Uh, the last couple of years. Just a meeting, um, meeting your significant other, and just having it go that way, or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's weird. It was a bad thing led led into a good thing because I had um, I'd come down, uh, I guess, about a year and a half or so ago, back to my hometown, Uvalde, to help my mom with some stuff she was dealing with with her family in El Paso. We had gone to El Paso for about a week. It had been crazy, emotional mess. Her sister. It's, that's a whole thing in itself and we come back in the next day i wake up see her in the living room realize something is really wrong get my dad take her to the hospital and she she was having a stroke jesus man. yeah yeah then uh she it was it was a big one it was it was one that uh it took her down hard
0: your mom's mom. sister or your mother no my mom oh my mom man yeah i yeah. didn't know
1: Ah. Uh, i've I'm sorry. I thought maybe I'd mentioned it before, but no, no. She, she had a, it was, a, it was a pretty big one. Uh, luckily, they got um, some medicine. They called a clot buster to her. That it's, you know, they scare the hell out of you when they tell you about this thing because what it does is, I guess, it busts up that clot in your brain. But one in twenty people, it can cause hemorrhaging and kill. Yeah. So they tell you, you either take this and it'll clear that up, or there's a chance it might kill you. But if you don't take it you're probably going to have major, you know, physical, mental issues the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. So
1: obviously, you know, after thinking about that for about half a second, mom and dad said, no, we got to do this. They did and, you know, took her time to recover, but I'm happy to say she's pretty much back to complete health. She is She is who she was. It, it took some time and that was rough, but uh, but she, she got fixed up. Um, and I bring that up because kind of right as soon as that happened, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to move back home pretty much until she's she's good which was about a year that I was living there at the house you know helping them take care of stuff she did all the paperwork for my dad's business so I had to help kind of keep that going um, and at the time I kind of realized well if I'm not going to be living where I was in College Station Texas I'm gonna be living in Uvalde Texas which is right outside of San Antonio it's like well i, I, I had been messing with this online dating thing for a while but never in San Antonio because it's pretty good distance from college station. I happen to do that I happen to start messing with there around uh, San Antonio and about a week or so later I meet my now girlfriend Mindy. Okay. So
0: yeah, I mean it's Which it's
1: really
0: which, one's the, thing which one's the which one's the which one's the tender one or the which one's the gay one that's that's the one you started off with first, right? Yes, yeah. After, <laughs> after I got zero hits on uh, What is that one called? I can't even think of. I that. don't even know either.
1: You know, it just just was punishment after punishment. There, no nobody nobody was selling buying what I was selling, but uh, but after, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to those weird. I, I guess you kind of start believing in coincidences, fate, maybe just to, to some extent, because damn, this terrible thing happened, but it leads into a really great thing. So it's kind of weird, you know. You got mixed emotions about all of
0: it. Yeah, you but, you no. you and Adam uh, both married now, uh, uh, and George too, right? Did George. Well, so are you married Adam or no? Really
1: married. But I would say me and George are very much on track. So on the track. There
0: pretty quick. All right. Pretty quick, yeah. C- yeah. Congrats. To, like, that's crazy uh, uh, to everybody because, yeah. like I was saying, uh, when we first knew each other, first year of the <laughs> Corps, there's no way to imagine that we would all be in the situation or predicaments, uh, whatever word you want to use, that we're in now. I mean, so A lot can change in nearly 20 years. Yeah. Are you, are you guys, uh, I don't have to answer the question, but are you guys planning to have your own uh, bio, are you trying to have your own biological children, or what? What's up with that? Is, is she there, done, or what? I
1: would say there's a very strong likelihood that at some point in the future you'll hear about a mini
0: manchaka Well, hey, you can call him Seth. Name him after me. Name him I after. I can. Doesn't mean I will, <laughs> but I can. I don't think you will, though. <laughs> yeah, man, your mother. Uh, I went down to U Valley that one time. I think I only went once, and your mother is. uh was on fleek, as the young people say, when it comes to cooking food. I gained, like, 70 pounds when, I on mean, my trip you, down there. I think you
1: understand why I am the man I am yes, after and, spending one week around her and her cooking.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. just food after food after food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you said you sell, you're still doing that, uh, the insurance bit now? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I've probably been doing that now for 15 or so years. You know, I, I started doing it before we were done with school, but... Part of that was because it took me so damn long to get done with school. And then I just kind of kept doing it after because, you know, I was already starting in that business. I already knew that world. It, it made sense to me to keep going with it.
0: Does your ag development leadership degree help at all with your insurance salesman stuff? Could you be an insurance <laughs> salesman without the degree? Like, was I, a- mean, I know
1: half of the people I know who are successful in this business barely have a high school degree. So does it help? I mean, it's, it's pure sales is all it is and you know with with sales all you have to be able to do is you know convince people that they need something they need what you have and if you if you can do that it doesn't matter how much or how little education you have do
0: do they need insurance like what? so yeah let's dive into that because you're more i'd like to know i know i think we've talked about this before but the whole (laughs) affordable care act how did it mess up and then there i guess there were laws after the what is it? Twenty Twelve Affordable Care Act, or yeah,
1: that's uh, that's back when it started. It was uh, it was interesting right after it started, especially you know what I had to deal with a lot was uh, was the website that that healthcare.gov because that is the kind of hub where you insert people into these plans, see if they can get what they call subsidies help with their uh, with their insurance, and then that kind of all coalesces into whatever plan they're going to be on. And uh, to say that that website was faulty that first year or two <laughs> would be an understatement. I mean, I, I would, you know, it's, it's like anything you can imagine. You're just filling someone's information out. And once you get it all in there, they tell you what they're eligible for, what you can put them on, things like that. I'd be going halfway through answering the questions and then just blank page. Everything's gone and restart. You know, I, I we only did. 40 to 50 of them that year but uh it took the time that it takes now to do maybe 150 because it, there was just so many little problems with it it i remember right after that first year it was like one of the few times i got into a, a rant on facebook because i think i posted something along the lines of you know how how much a pain in the ass this was and this one guy that i don't even talk to anymore from high school commented back oh maybe you should be working harder to make this you know work it does so much for so many people like dude i'm just explaining that this system that they implemented is shit it doesn't work well they rushed this thing to get it out you know it, it, it all you're doing is making people not like what what you're putting in front of them if you give them such a faulty mechanism to make this work through
0: i don't think plans for anybody like a one-size-fit-all plan that we're running across uh, is good for anybody. And I don't think being forced to be taxed, I don't know the answer, but all the stuff I hear is with, with healthcare and everything, There's it's basically a triangle and you can only have two of them. It's affordability, yeah. quality, and uh, accessibility, right? Well, yeah. You know, one thing I, I
1: don't think that a lot of people realize is, you know, that Trump kind of pulled it off. He kind of killed it. And they don't realize it's dying a slow death yet. Because... He took away the one thing that that made this have any chance of working that um the uh the the tax mandate yeah with that gone you know the the two people who want this desperately are the sick and the poor because if you're sick you can't get other stuff and if you're poor they're gonna help you they're gonna help you cover this most of them most of which covers it a hundred percent you have a plan a very good health insurance plan for likely you're paying zero dollars a month but the the people who were paying to be on it the people who had slightly better incomes who were paying a thousand to two thousand dollars if it's a full family you know they're not being forced to be on it and there are other options out there outside of what is technically affordable care act compliant plans and when you take that mandate away they are looking for them. They're willing to to find something that's maybe a little different. Maybe they have to work a little harder to make it work. But, you know, if I'm telling you, hey, I can save you $1,000 a month and you just got to work with this plan more than you're used to, are you willing to do that? A lot of people, business owner type people who are already, you know, kind of having to work that much to, to make their livelihoods work are willing to do that. You
0: know, it's just, it's just save you $12,000 a year. You want to try it? Sure. What about the... So do you deal with businesses and individuals or just individuals? Uh, A little bit of both. Okay. Um, I mean, I probably do a lot more individual than business,
1: but I I have some some business group stuff that I work. It's smaller
0: stuff, but yeah, a little bit of both. All right. uh, How does Medicaid-Medicare fit into this? Because I I thought that was for the poor or the elderly. Like Medicare-Medicaid, the government system to support that would cover that. So how does that fit in? Medicare is only... people who are one of two things either
1: they're 65 and older or they've uh they're on disability for more than 24 months so if you're one of those things then yes you have medicare and medicare cut and dry covers 80 percent you cover 20 there's a whole bunch of different ways to help you cover that other 20 but that's kind of what it does and for those guys you know there's there's some good options and you get to medicare and you're, you're kind of in a good place uh but this that doesn't help everybody under 65 who can still work.
0: And then a lot of, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, Medicaid. Go ahead. Medicaid is for the poor, but, um,
1: Medicaid is only for those poor people who are disability or over 65 or for like kids or maybe like moms who have very young kids are sometimes on it. But if you're outside of that, Uh, At least in Texas, it's different in every state. Medicaid can be different state to state, but in Texas here, we didn't extend Medicaid benefits like Obamacare wanted. Every state to you know. I I, everybody talked about that as one of the places where, like, wait, it doesn't make sense because, if I remember correctly, what the, the deal was said, you know, if you extend Medicaid benefits, which basically let everyone else, everybody who's kind of in that area who is who wasn't covered before, into Medicaid. Then um, it will uh, it'll allow it'll you know it'll cover all those guys who who uh, this ACA this Affordable Care Plans won't cover, and they said you know for the first seven years we're going to cover that increase cost to your to your state's Medicaid. Several states said yeah no we're not going to do that, and everybody was screaming why would you not do this? They're covering it they're covering they're covering it for seven years though. After seven years, the money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. I think we realize well, that's okay. So everybody's going to see an increased tax in seven years. And that's not what we want to do. And I mean, it, it, it sucks in the sense that, well, I have to tell people, you not only don't make, an, uh, enough money, you, uh, you make too little money. There, there are those people, when it comes to that affordable care act, they have to make a certain amount of money to qualify for a subsidy. If they don't make that certain amount, then they're in what do we call the Medicaid gap is that you would qualify for Medicaid except Texas didn't extend that. And, you know, I think there's a million differences between Republicans and Democrats, but I think one of the big ones is that Republicans are are just more realist in that we, you know, these are problems, but maybe we can't fix every problem the way that you'd want to if everything was, you know, sunshine and rainbows. We just can't. Uh, and yeah. to to do that would cost
0: too much money. You know, I I
1: heard you talking about um, what's her name, uh, AOC.
0: Yeah, that that um, that crazy person.
1: <laughs> she, uh, she, you know, she I think she was talking about the 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 Medicare for All that she's re- pushing out, and you know the whatever board you know gives us numbers was saying it could cost forty trillion dollars, and they did throw out that. All her tax increases could possibly generate two trillion dollars. Where does the other thirty-eight come from?
0: They just There's make no answer. So no, the, what they want to do is either print. She she said as much. The idea that she came up with was quantitative easing. That got us out of the uh, uh, two thousand eight financial crisis. That's what concerns me the most about this entire little. I think that's the next bubble is the QE. Uh, uh, what they used. So I think I've spoken <clears throat> about this before, but um, I and I'm going to butcher this, but uh, high-level economists, you see money in, in many different forms. M1 is basically cash on hand. It's just w- what cash exists in the economy. And then there's M2, M3, M4. QE attacked all these because you, you, whatever your bank account number is and whatever everybody's bank account number is, that money may or may not exist in the bank. So you may roll, like if, uh, just like if there's a run on the bank, if 100 people ran on the bank, the, the, the bank, it says that they have this much money, but there's not that much money cash on hand. The way she wants to play it is just, uh, and how they pay the loans off is that they just made up these bonds, bought all these bonds, uh, and this money just kind of disappeared. And I think in order to cover their CYA, they flooded it back into the stock market. If you remember back, uh, just say a decade ago, where, where the number was at, 12000 13000 and that number has doubled to twenty five, twenty six, and it went all the way to twenty eight. Like that, yeah. that bubble came from somewhere. Like, that, that, that twelve thousand points in the stock market, where people got all this money, came from somewhere or something. Like, there's, I think that's the next big weird thing. Wow. But, she, but she said QE. Uh, that's how she wants to solve this. But that's thirty-eight trillion. That they basically just want to make that money up. But I don't think she understands basic concepts of economy. In any, I mean, any shape form. You're of, more of the,
1: you're more of the economist than I am. But that, that seems like. There, there's so many ways that could go terribly wrong.
0: It's, it would not. There would be no way that it that, that it goes right. Like yeah. uh, you, you cannot you cannot do these certain things. A, if you increase tax rates, people, uh, rich people are mobile. They will move like they did before uh, the the Trump tax uh, decrease or whatever. They'll move out of the area. The because the problem is is that there's another place they can go. They can go go to Barbados, name your country. And they, so they're they're mobile. They can get their money out. Second problem is is that when you uh, when you uh, tell people's labor that it's free, like, A, you will do this, uh, or—and the other crazy thing about what they proposed was that uh, you, don't, like, you don't have to work, and I'll give you money. So if you disincentivize higher-level education, like, that's the reason why our doctors are the best in the world. I, I think I said this, too. Like, you could send our, our doctors in, basically in any country, and they'd be competitive, whatever their field is, because they, they work hard to get to that level right. because there's a big payoff at the end. Um, if you disincentivize that payoff at the end, uh, you're going to reduce their capability. Nobody's going to work ninety hours a week to become a doctor if I can sit on my ass and be a doctor, or you no, know, just be a nobody and get paid three thousand dollars or whatever the uh, the idea is. Uni- universal basic income, uh, like expanding welfare, like it, you're disincentivizing a lot of the excellence that we have in the states in America. Like it, it, it's really sad that. Uh, she's able to sit up and tout and be protected by, like Dustin said, the media. Uh, he brought up a really good point that the media is like, oh, look at our shining new star in the Democratic Party. And if you don't agree with this deal, you're a racist. And it's it's socialism. And socialism, have, as we have seen, is is very bad. Your your expertise lies in the fact that you're an insurance salesman and you see what people go through every single day when, like, qu- like you said, qual- or like I said, quality, affordability, or access. And uh-huh. we do... We do quality and access, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what our what our government system is, but it seems like it's of all the the, the only big issue I have is the pre existing conditions problem, because our guys don't get it. But then, how do, how do you answer that question? Do do uh, do people still get pre existing conditions with the insurance that is sold by you, or is that still a yeah, law or what? you know
1: the uh, everything under the Affordable Care Act that umbrella. Nothing has changed as far as you know, you getting in pre-existing additions, you staying on your parents' plan at age 26, you being eligible for a subsidy. None of that has changed yet. The only thing that's changed is that, hey, if you don't want to get this plan, if you don't want to pay for it, that's okay. And we're not going to hit you with some penalty tax at the end of the year. I mean, that's, I just see that as, it, it's going to destroy it because the only people left on it are going to be sick and are going to be the poor. And the people who were spending money to get into this, who were, you know, giving that lifeblood that these insurance companies needed to be able to offer these plans are running away and finding different options.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, that's, you, you for an insurance company to be able to offer a plan, they need to know that, you know, if I offer to 100 people, chances are only 10 of them getting sick. I'm taking that bet. And that's a pretty good bet for me to take that only 10 of them are gonna get real sick. And those other 90 are gonna pay enough premiums so that I can pay what I have to to deal with those
0: 10. Yeah, I think I think flood insurance is another prime example of when the government forces you like I, I can build a house on a floodplain with no risk to me. Uh, so if I have I have this awesome insurance, like I, uh, I'm in the military and socialized medicine is basically what they do. Everybody gets it. Um, everybody pays for it or whatever. It's not that great. Like they, they it's so great that the, you hear all the stories about the V.A., uh, and stuff like that. But I can take unnecessary excessive risk if I know that I, I'm being forced to have this insurance or I have this insurance. And then people, people start changing. Like you, you never see what's coming. Like you, Once you make changes, you never see it. Like People do weird stuff when you make laws like this. And if everybody gets insurance, people will just start making crazy decisions or it'll tank the economy or people, doctors will be overworked. There won't be enough doctors. Uh, to support everybody anyway so there will just be long lines at the hospital like that's a real tough question to answer
1: i'm not sure there is a good answer i mean i i I just don't know but what i do know is that if you offer this to everybody and everybody who is at this very low income level is going to get a plan free or almost free then you are going to say that we got to make up money from somewhere else and to believe that the top one percent of our country is going to be able to make that up and it's not going to have some trickle down grand effect on the rest of us it's, it's, it's insane to me
0: they'll, they'll just move they'll go away if you start touting this 90 percent tax rate 70 percent tax rate or whatever they'll loophole themselves down to 40 to begin with but they'll also move a lot of their cash off all of a sudden their 2 billion turns into 500 million or three two 250 million or whatever because yeah if if a democrat wins in 2020 you're just gonna see a lot of billionaires with it, with Sands, a few you know altruistic people start shifting their money because they can. They have the means and ability to do that. So what are we gonna start doing? Hunting the top 100 people and like burning them at the stake? Like I don't, I don't know, man. But what the stuff they say is weird. Like it's mm-hmm. it's scary. Like I don't know. Oh. I don't know but our, the, go ahead. The media
1: in general is, is is hard to take any level of serious at this point. You know how they spout things how they jump into stories and then realize that they're wrong about stories I, I think the one that, that that just got me the most recently was um, uh, that the, the group of kids in uh, in Washington yep. who were supposedly attacking a, uh, a a Indian man who was just trying to chant love to them
0: well Not there no, was... did you hear? yeah, yeah I'm I, uh, very aware of that so the, the high school kids in Kentucky and then there was It was, there was a a black Islamist or a black Islam group that was actually the offenders. And then the guy uh, basically went on, the the Native American guy just basically went on the media and was like, oh, these kids accosted me. These kids attacked me. They did this, that, and the other. But they have a two-hour video where none of that stuff happened. Yeah. And he actually went out of his way. Like, he was the one that entered. like entered into that. Yes. He was the one. What
1: comes down to me is, okay, we got a a little one-minute video that hit on, like, a Sunday or something. And for the next 24 hours, boom, kids in MAGA hats, poor old uh, Indian activists, clearly these are the aggressors, and just the world attacked them with their terrible people. Then 24 hours later, a little more information comes out. And at best, at worst, really, I guess you can say that Everybody possibly had hands in maybe making this a little aggressive, but it's clear that these guys weren't just the villains and the other guys weren't the good guys, but the media fought so hard not to say that, you know, fought so hard to like, well, yeah, but this story doesn't really line up with what we want to talk about. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's the news. It is what happened. The what, where, when, and who and how, and that's your job, or that should be, but it doesn't seem to matter to you anymore. And it's just, I, I just, you know, seeing that one, seeing it so very clear, because there's a lot of times where stories, you think that that's how it works, but you just don't know. But this is one of those cases where it's very clear. You got it wrong. All you got to do is acknowledge you did, and move on. But they fought so hard to do that for a good week, and then it kind of just went away on its own because something else comes up. Yeah, because you... some Virginia governor decides to wear blackface thirty
0: years ago, and that's the new story. Yeah. So, but and it, like as, as I've said, the the whole. The problem, the one that got me the most, and the the one where it started this whole thing is when I came to Germany and watched the break. I was one of the, apparently 20% of the people watched the Kavanaugh hearings, and I was one of the 20% that watched. And I was deeply affected by that, that those hearings and how that went down. Uh, and just to have a, a guy that's number one in his class... Uh, through all accounts of all everyone that knows him personally. And he was just a kid at 16 years old. And to have just this random accusation come back where the lady doesn't know time, doesn't know place. Everybody that she says was there says they weren't there. Everybody, everything, every detail that she says, uh, is not true. Right. Uh, nobody corroborates her story. Uh, there are certain parts where she was caught lying. Like she helped, uh, uh, somebody asked about if she was uh, helping with polygraphs. She actually helped somebody with a polygraph. Somebody lived with her, and she she touted that she was like a, a shut-in. That was a that was a lie. She was not a shut-in, but she's able to make a credible alleg- allegation in the sense that probably something happened to her thirty-six years ago, right? I, I, I think we could all agree that something happened to her. But I can also probably I could say that it wasn't Brett Kavanaugh. He, like that, he was not there. And then the Mike Judge not the creator of uh, uh, Hank Hill, but the other Mike Judge. (laughs) Great show, by the way. Um, I I love that show. I love that show as well. But uh, nobody corroborated that story, but they just, they went after him. And most of these culprits are uh, in the 2020 uh, presidential race right now. Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. uh, I don't know if Elizabeth Warren wasn't there, but then you had the Vietnam veteran guy that said he was a Vietnam veteran, but he wasn't, Blumenthal. And, And Kavanaugh, like, Kavanaugh was sitting there and he was like literally like he's like, look, I'm just I'm just trying to realize my dream and be a Supreme Court justice. And because I might have a different opinion or interpret the law constitutionally, I'm getting I'm getting flack for this. And it's only because uh, Democrats or leftists think that the if Congress or if the executive doesn't do something, the, the judicial should do it. And now the media is proclaiming themselves as the fourth wing of government. Which, no, there's, there's three. There's three. There's not, and the media is so left; it's not even funny. Even even the uh, overseas commercials here, AFN, Armed Forces Network, they don't show Fox for whatever reason, but they have CNN, and the the conservative uh, news is OAN, uh, One News or One American News. I'd never heard of them before here, but they're actually pretty. They're they're a little bit too far, like they're kooky right sometimes, but they sure. actually they actually just sit there and. Uh, They they tell it like it is or should, but it definitely has a right-leaning slant to it, but not... Like, Fox is just like CNN is. Fox is to the right as CNN is is to the left. And Fox is just as salacious to the right as CNN is is to the left. Sands like Shepard Smith. Like, he tries to call it... He tries to call balls and strikes from all accounts uh, that I can see, but... uh, it it doesn't seem like there's
1: any option that anyone has, whether it be on TV or on the Internet, to, to find just the facts
0: you gotta do it yourself that's the that's the shitty part that's it you know if you can you know
1: try to listen to both stories from both ends and gather the facts from it and I think well one that's hard and nobody wants to do anything that's hard but uh, two that takes time and nobody has time it seems so you know we just kind of go with what we hear and you know maybe every now and then we, we realize wait a second what they're saying doesn't line up and Hmm. maybe you need to look in just a little bit more but that's that's work on your end it shouldn't be you know the news should be just just give me what happened you know i mean that that's how you know newspapers used to be they gave you a story and then there was one section in there the editorial where somebody gave you their opinion maybe on a story maybe on whatever but that but that was it the rest was just news now it's 90 percent editorial and just a little bit of news. If you want just the news, you just need to read the bottom banner on any of these guys, like CNN or or Fox. They'll, they'll give you, okay, this happened here. This is what happened. But but that's it. The, the the
0: talking heads. That's just someone's opinion. Yeah. And sometimes there's some fact there, and sometimes there's not. But you 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 can't get the straight story, and
1: that that's that sucks.
0: Yeah, it's sad, man. It's it's like a it's like ESPN. They uh. It used to be entertainment, but then they tried to go news. For it. Like I don't know what ESPN was trying to do. Apparently, they fired everybody and uh, went back to just telling it. I haven't I haven't watched ESPN in, in forever. But uh, how do you? Well, I'll just go. You're a, you're a uh, minority, I could say. Can I say that? How do how do you? Am I? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the wall? And since it, we're going political and talking about other fun stuff, how do you feel oh, about the fine. wall? and everything. Um, you know, I've always kind of seen
1: the idea of a wall. I don't think what Trump wants of this, you know, three stories high brick and mortar from point to point is, is an answer that, that's really going to fix anything. I don't think that does. I do think there's strategic wall building you can do. You know, because you do have this hundreds of mile border area that it cannot be guarded, uh, you know, no, unless you just double, triple the size of, of border patrol and ice and all that, and there, there, you need to find different, better ways to to make sure that you know your border is is not being used to traffic drugs and humans, and, and you know have people being hard to kill trying to make this tr- this this crossing. So while I don't think some Eastern Bloc-style wall is going to fix it. I also don't think what we have is enough. There has to be a a lot of change. And I'm okay with part of that being a wall. A wall does not mean that that we're, you know, become Nazis. It just means that we're trying to find a better way to fix this problem. We have what seems to be a fairly unique problem of a post-industrialist country on one side and a third-world country on the other just touching each other. That's not a problem that a lot of the countries have, but every country or everybody else out there seems to think they know what our answer is, and that like, we we have a different problem than everyone's dealing with. And you know, this maybe could be the fix, but you got to let's try it.
0: Yeah, man, and I'm,
1: I'm I'm okay with with just about anything as as an option for seeing how do we fix what, what the problem is.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about immigration? How what what's your stance on that bad boy? Uh.
1: You you know you 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 need to uh, to find a legal way to get through. You know, coming through illegally. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm
0: I'm not okay with that. Well, in what and sense? In the sense
1: that uh, if you come across the border illegally and you are found to be over here, that yeah, I, I kind of think you know you should be sent back. So, some- know, I, I I know that that's the hardline take, but we have to have control over who is living in our country. And if we can't, you know, if we can't do that, then then we're going to have problems. And, uh, it's, it's, it's something. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I see that.
0: Yeah. I I think that the big moral difference, I guess, is the uh, it's free stuff and people are more apt to, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I hate to say that uh, that's kind of where the morals lie, but uh, Republican you know, we, is more self-attainment, self self-whatever, self and ev- the other one is uh, let me fix all your problems for you.
1: People are, are talking about how if Trump declares a, a national emergency, that this will be a terrible overreach of, of power. But just a few years ago, Obama um, put all that, that DACA stuff
0: and basically made, what, like 8 million, you know, 800,000,
1: 800,000. Yeah. A a large amount of people, de facto citizens. Yeah. By giving, by just saying, well, you're, you're good
0: now. Well, but it was, so it was, but it, but he did, he did it by executive order. And so Trump, but the whole national emergency thing, the reason why that's a problem, and I think the Democrats might do it anyway, is that if Trump, basically it gives the Democrats carte blanche that when they take over the executive branch, they can, they can uh, uh, execute a national emergency on climate change. And they can say climate change is the most exit existential threat to our being and then we can implement the new green new deal and there's nothing you can do about it and then it goes it gets thrown into the court system and then you go through the ninth circuit and they're they're a liberal bunch of judges so they're gonna they're gonna pee it, they're gonna punt it up i, I and, think that the similarity
1: of the two at least as far as i see it is whether national emergency or executive order they're both expanding on the powers that the president has to act alone in these situations. And I find both those things
0: dangerous. Oh yeah, agree completely. Uh, I don't think I think the they should have to go through con- the bit. Uh, I think I think uh, the president should have to go through Congress, but and act unilaterally only on uh, certain issues like declarations of war and so on and so forth, um, or I guess strikes or whatever. Congress still has to do the de- yeah. declaration of war stuff. But yeah, if well, what the hell? I lost my train of thought. That sucks for a podcast but... uh <laughs> recover, recover, recover. Yeah, I can <laughs> a, a grinder was the uh, social media platform that she... Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm glad that came back to you. Good recovery. Your brain's
1: doing a million things, synapses, firing, and the one thing it reaches is
0: grinder. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think that he should do a national emergency because they would open the keys to that... Basically open the keys yeah. to the kingdom for the Green New Deal, which is just a load of shit. So no no you're
1: right both in my mind are problematic but yes that's uh listen Trump I I am much more Republican than I am a Democrat and for that reason I would vote for Trump just because I don't believe whatever candidate the Democrats put up is going to be on a side that I'm going to agree with even though I look at Trump like I don't want this man as my representative I'd
0: rather have his—I I, I want his ideals, though, so that's why I would vote for him. Uh, First Amendment and Second Amendment are the biggest things for me. So if oh, you if you try to infringe First Amendment or Second Amendment or Fourth Amendment, to be honest, uh, issues, then I've got, like, that's kind of where I go. And it seems like the Democrats go after the First and Second Amendment like it's uh, going out of style. Yeah. Um, have you heard about the, the guy that uh, the Democrats are up in arms about trying to run as an independent, uh, Howard Schultz?
1: Howard Schultz. Hmm. Howard so, Schultz. That same damn sounds real familiar, but I can't say I can place
0: it. So he's basically a, a millionaire or, sorry, billionaire that's trying to run as an independent, and the Democrats are like, hey, hey, hey. They've gone so left, radical left, that he is trying to take a moderate stance, a moderate Democratic stance, and they he's exposing the problem of, so since Trump, some would argue, is, uh, is right, maybe. Is, is maybe, he the Starbucks guy? Yes, former Starbucks okay. guy. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so he's uh, he goes a little bit further right, and then now the le- now the Democrats basically want to elect either a socialist or start getting in that in that game, right? Start doing the socialist piece. So they they want to they want to if they they want a uh, a polar choice. They want yep. not they want Hitler or they want socialism. That's the problem. Is it, it everything is
1: turning to either you're with me or you're against me? There's no middle ground to live in anymore. Yeah, there's you no. Can't be, like, well, I agree with some of what you're saying, but I don't really agree
0: with the totality of what you're saying. Yeah, and because you, okay. it's you, no longer okay to, to, to be there. Yeah, because you're a heartless racist if you don't want to, if you don't agree with me, you're a heartless whatever. Uh, like, but the, there's only, this, this little intersectionality is the whatever, that's the word they're using, or the word that's being used. It, it has an endpoint. And the endpoint is the most offended person or the most intersectional person is the king or queen of everything. Yeah. And then they have to kill everybody else because they're not intersectional enough or they have to enslave them in some manner or they have to do like that's where socialism goes. Like Venezuela is a fantastic, uh, futuristic, like uh, Maoist China, Stalinist Russia and Maduro. I, I think Maduro is the bad guy. I don't, I don't know who the new kid is, but the Venezuela. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the Venezuelan yeah, situation. Venezuela, that that's socialism working really well right now. Yeah, and they actually they, had resources. So well they actually had resources. Like they had oil and everything. Well, that was I think that's the problem, at least kind of what I was reading on, is like everything was great when oil prices were through the roof, and then when they took a bit of a dive, yeah. they fell into anarchy. Yeah. Well, I think we beat the hell out of polit- Politic uh, stuff. Um you're the in my humble opinion, you're the man that knows where the bodies are buried back in the old college days. so This, this is
1: why neither of us can run for
0: anything. Oh, Just no, man. yeah. Uh, Some, somebody's going
1: to show up and start offering the other one money so they can say this and this. You know, I would, I would, Like I said, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with your uh, old episodes, and I, I heard that uh, that friend story. And I was trying in my mind to remember, okay, what girlfriend is this he's talking about?
0: <laughs> I, could, I couldn't
1: pull it, but I was curious. I
0: was like, ah. You know the one. It's I'm sure I the, do. the curly-haired blonde one. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched the last episode of Friends with Adam. My story is cool.
0: Wow, that would that must have been a real uh, interesting time. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but hanging out in the dorm room. Yeah, that was uh the that was weird, but the dumbest thing I remember about that whole thing is that I went to go and I knew I said I said something stupid, but uh uh I was I was obviously not in the same uh Socioe- socioeconomic stat- class that she was, um, however comma, uh, I, I, this is when I was driving the Saturn Ion, so uh, I picked her up, and then that was, I could see the look on her face, that was kind of the end of the relationship right there, but uh, I went to get uh, uh, fuel, and she like went to go get a Sonic, the ocean breeze icy things, and the, uh-huh. dumb, the dumb question that I asked was like, is that healthy? I knew that wasn't healthy, and she looked at me like I was an idiot. But and then I went to the the friends party and I, I think that was a, a testing ground I was like hey is this a cool guy whatever like can he be one of the one of the one of the clones or, is or he whatever a Ross yeah or, is he a Joey? or maybe the Chandler yeah so that that was my me too moment where I got pulled into that little thing and it's like I felt I felt dirty after after that <laughs> it was friends
1: made me feel dirty
0: well it just uh, it was just it was so weird like I didn't know people did people do that. People do that. People like get together and they clap in front of a show and they or they laugh at the Big Bang Theory because of a laugh track. Then have you ever uh, seen those YouTube videos where they turn off the laugh track on Big Bang Theory? No, I haven't. Oh, I it's really brutal. It. it is brutal. <laughs> Wait it, a second. This isn't funny. That is not man. funny. It is not a funny show. Ah, uh, man. But so uh, how's how's uh, George doing uh up coaching those little youngsters up? Oh, yeah. He's he's
1: good. He's uh he's moved up from seventh grade to now he's coaching freshmen and, and varsity and all that stuff
0: he's a head coach right
1: no he's uh he, he's one of the assistants but the uh the new ad who came into where he's teaching had worked with him before so he kind of moved him up oh good but he's uh, he's doing real good i think he's he's coaching uh 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 like white white outs and stuff which if you know george that they, no that doesn't make sense but you coach what they tell you to <laughs>
0: Has he used the Stop Moving Like Your Grandmother's Watching You uh, line? You down. know,
1: I don't know for sure. I, I'm sure it's come up. I know it's come up when I've talked to him in conversation we has, but if he's actually used it, I don't know. You got to put
0: that in his back pocket and make sure he's good to go with that. Damn. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man. We're 41 minutes into it. Uh, thanks for doing this. I do appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, w- I'm glad to come on. I'd come on any other time. I would love to have All you on again. i I've been thinking. There, there's
1: a whole bunch of other people that we went to, to the court with that I would find very interesting if you got to talk to them.
0: Uh, yeah, like uh, good old Mister Richardson. Uh, that oh, would yeah. that would be. I don't know. Who knows? I'm gonna reach out to uh, one of the guys that you know that I want to reach out to is Russell. Uh, cause, oh, oh yeah. Because he's Russell, an he's an ice agent, right? He is an ice agent. So that would be he, uh, that would be that would be actually quite topical. Man. So
1: I, I I I talk to him still fairly often. So if you want I could definitely help
0: Oh per, 100%. 100% Tell tell him uh harms has got a midlife crisis and he's doing some weird podcast. <laughs> he's
1: only 34 or 35 and he's already got that midlife
0: crisis. Yeah, well hey, that I'm halfway there, man. But yeah, let him know, I'll reach out to him too, but uh and then tell him I got Dustin on the on the old I
1: I have I have two words for you, Vincent Driggers.
0: Oh, damn. That would uh <laughs> I mean, I don't know where he is or what happened to him, but but if I see your podcast one day and you're talking to Vincent Driggers. You know the name Trent think, the name Trent Tally came up too. Uh, <laughs> so I want to talk I, I to him. Know, I don't know who else is listening to this, but you have one person who will listen to every episode. <laughs> if you just go through our friends. I think I think Vincent is choking alligators in Louisiana right now. I couldn't tell you what Trent's doing. He could be He could be doing anything. You know, I ran into him
1: uh 2-3 years back. Really? Um yeah. It was uh, a game weekend, and I was uh, down in Northgate with a few friends I have in College Station. And uh, we, we were going to go to, to Yale practice, just for the hell of it. And we start walking, and out of, I just looked to my right, and there's Trent. I think he was living in Louisiana, maybe. Like, he was I, – I think he was still military, but I'm, I'm not sure. But he was down with, like, another couple, and the other guy was definitely military. And we talked for a few minutes, and, you know. He went on his way, and I did too.
0: Yeah. well, yeah. Trent definitely a uh, definitely a different guy. Uh, yeah, motivator, but uh, yeah, he went through rudders and everything, and he was just ah, uh, he was a good dude, like so, yeah. exalted kind of guy. But he was all about the prestige, I guess. Was the yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you
1: know, he he's not a bad person. I just think that maybe I I know for myself some of the stuff that caused problems between us was. Well, core stuff, we didn't match up with our beliefs or certain things. And that's kind of what caused risks here and there between me and him. But as a guy, it's just a guy, you know, take away all that. I like him. You know, it was a perfectly nice little conversation we had. And I you know, wish him the best. And I think that's the issue with a with number of people. It's like, okay, outside of this organization, I'm sure we would have been at least decent acquaintances, but inside of it, there's maybe reasons we don't get along.
0: What was the big difference between you two guys?
1: Oh, I, uh, I, I don't remember. I mean, I, I, I think once he, he said something that that uh, you know, to the fact that maybe I shouldn't be in the core. Oh yeah, because, yeah,
0: a lot. And I, 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 it's not that I don't understand his point. I, 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 do. You know, but that's kind of a hard thing to, to give to somebody who's supposed to be your friend. I think and I think you that, and Adam are the most mentally tough individuals I've run across. As far as just you are tough guys because you guys got. Beat to death. the The spider D tried to get rid of Adam, most assuredly, and you for like the longest time. Like, it felt like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say targeted or extra, but they were def, There were some smoke sessions our freshman it's, year. It's not,
1: it's not easy being a fat man in America, Seth. <laughs> know this.
0: As I'm finding out, I guess <laughs> you'll get there. When, when you're out of the military, you can, you can hit your total. I don't give a fuck, face. I'm already there, be. man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, <laughs> only uh, how many more years to go before uh seven before, before I have... hit uh, retirement age and twenty? I go I go in every day and it's like I'm I'm giving it the old college. Uh, I would say I'm doing a great job as far as like I'm. Of course I make mistakes. I mess up. I I, I make. uh, But all my challenges are leadership challenges. Uh, Working with twenty twenty two yeah. year old people that don't want to be there or do want to be there. I want to be doing something else and trying to get them motivated to do uh, fun you're stuff you're every day. What's that, up? That, uh, Herd, You're and babysitting Herd and cats. kids herding cats. So yeah, that, that too. Yeah, and well, then, you got to get back down here. We got to play
1: some poker because my game is
0: terrible. Oh, the uh, the last po- podcast I did, uh, uh, a friend of mine that so when I, when I went to my first command in uh, Georgia, we he regaled me on some uh, poker stories. But yeah, definitely. You said you went to Vegas recently. Yeah,
1: uh, a work thing came up. It was kind of a a two day workshop, and it was in Vegas. So I got down there, and at night I, I got to to go to uh, one of the card rooms. It was at the, um, the Camelot.
0: I how'd, think that's
1: the name of it. How'd that go? Uh, went, went pretty well for about an hour and then went
0: downhill <laughs> for that last hour and a half. That's usually how it goes.
1: When Ace Jack cracks pocket jacks on the river, you, you know you should probably leave, but I didn't take that sign. Yeah,
0: it, you never... You never know man it's just some sometimes it's just cards are coming but th- yeah. there's there's something out there where it's play the man or play the woman or or whatever and you, you you quickly
1: realize that so many of these guys they know each other this is all they do they come here at night they play till three four in the morning and they come back and they're just they're, they're, they're just so focused in on playing poker all the time and and I was there, even though I never thought I was very good. I, I was that guy for a while in college.
0: Yeah, I, I, but, it was a part-time job for me for two years. Like uh, when I lived in, remember when I won that $1,300 tournament, I put 10 in on, on online and won 13 and paid rent for three mm-hmm. months. Um, yeah. So it was uh, I, think the,
1: I think the best I ever did was online too. Um, I, I started playing Pot Limit Omaha. And I won eight hundred bucks one time sitting there, and that was uh, that was the highlight of my my poker
0: career. Yeah, I won in Maryland in uh, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. I won two tournaments back to back. I won four thousand dollars and I won forty six hundred dollars uh, on almost consecutive nights. Uh, I was on fire, like just laser focused. And the the key is just picking spots, and you you got to be locked on. You got to be paying attention because I was yeah. playing back at people. I was picking spots. I was calling people's like. I, I, it was just reading body language uh, it was uh, you got but you got to be locked on and, and that is a mental I think, drain I think that's that's part of why I didn't do so well I was more
1: just having fun oh cool I'm finally sitting at a poker table again it's been like three years maybe more since I have sat at a real poker table with other people trying to trying to really play
0: yeah I need to win the lottery then, so I can get everybody into yeah. a into a game we can just fucking play,
1: and play. I, I mean I was thinking about that earlier that'd be a great episode you know if you if you were here and like four or five of us could sit down, you'd literally just record that for an episode of the podcast.
0: I think that Oh, people, people would fall asleep, my man. Raised. No, <laughs> Nobody's telling. Like All you're going to hear is uh, Chip shuffling and it's like, I call her. I'm folding her. <laughs> well, you got to keep the conversation
1: going. And if it's like you, me, your brother, I think that could, you know, I feel like your brother could keep the conversation going.
0: Oh yeah, Chris is Chris is hilarious. You should definitely listen to uh, the one I just did with Dusty. I listen.
1: I listened to all the one with Chris.
0: Oh yeah, Chris is good. Uh, Josh is uh, pretty. Josh is good too. Just it's sad for my brother. Uh, God rest his. God bless his heart. Um, just life, man. Life in general. That's so. your
1: your brother who has the, the health
0: issues. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, uh, so yeah, you're the sixth person I've talked to, and I've got two more on the hook. Um, uh, coming in later, but I'm going to reach out to a lot of people. But I talked, yeah, I talked to my brother, Josh, talked to my brother, uh, Chris, talked to Dustin, which was like, that's, to me, that's the highlight of this podcast so far, because I, I don't think I ever would have talked to him. I, I, would, I would never, never would have had a reason to reach out to him. Never would have had to do anything. But I, this, uh, this exercise has given me the, the reach to say, hey, uh, I really want to talk to that guy. So like, hey, man, can you do this? And he was willing and, Enough to do it, which is awesome, and I, hopefully I can talk to him again and be a little bit smarter. Talk to Joey, uh, old school. You remember him from uh I, cool I days? I some of Joey, yeah. Yeah, sure. so he went, to, went on to be a SEAL for 13 years, and then he got out, and he's up running a business up in Oklahoma City, so congrats I, I, to him. I, I didn't
1: listen to all that one, and I won't say anything more, but I was interested to hear if any stuff would come up.
0: Like what? <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, no, I so you you'll know exactly what I, I think we're I know, I think I know what we're talking about, but you'll know okay. exactly what I mention it and he says, uh-huh. Shit happens, and then it just, it, we, we just high five and it's an understanding, I think. Shit happens. So, well, you know, I don't know
1: Joey that well, but I
0: gotta like him if that's just, oh, he's a great dude, man. He's salt of the earth, <laughs> uh, salt, the salt of the earth guy. But then, uh, after Joey, I talked to, uh, Dusty. Uh, another, uh, so I, I know a lot of Dustin's apparently. I don't, I didn't know why. So talked to him and he was a buddy of mine. Like, so he was basically you in Georgia. So he, he knows where a couple of bodies of bodies are buried as well. Uh, but he's a, uh, like a a very good rapper and he's been, he toured across the country. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's a mechanic and everything. So that was a good one. And we just go through poker stories for about 30 minutes and then get into it. And then, uh, yeah, you number six. So. Cool. It's fun. So well,
1: yeah, I, I think this is a pretty cool thing you're doing, and and I gotta tell you, it's kind of kind of inspiring. You know, you you're you're doing something you want to do, and you know, putting yourself out there, and that's very
0: cool. Yeah, I was like, I hate talking, but I always wanted to do radio or announce games and stuff, and this is kind of like the the lazy way out, I guess, so to speak. So well, it's something. Yeah, it's, it's a start. Oh, it's, Let's see where it goes. Well, hundred percent. But also, I needed to I needed to empty my thoughts and somewhere like, cause I was it's going crazy, man going fucking crazy. So, uh, well,
1: it's, uh, you know, I, I'm getting a taste of the, the different life you've been leading, you know, being from going from just you to you and basically a family is, uh, it's, it's a pretty big change. Yeah. Especially like myself. I've, I've never really had a serious relationship. So you, you got to kind of figure out what that is and, and how you make that all work. So, Sometimes if that just means you just got to empty your thoughts into the into the air, well, that's okay.
0: Yeah, uh, but I think it's needed. I think you need other. You need a. You need an other, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. But you change your. You don't. You will not say these things at 22 years old or 26. I do. I sure yeah. was saying at 22, 26. Uh, this is never happening. Doing whatever. But then having having Abigail and Michael, it's just totally totally different. And then you're in the situation that you're in. I'm sure it's changed your life much for the better. So, I. Definitely feel it has. That's the only answer you can give, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> in case people are listening, by the way. Yes, in case anyone's listening. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> no, nah, she doesn't. Hey, honey. I don't think she listens to this podcast at all, so.
1: Oh, I've told her about this. I think she's going to listen to this one. Okay, good.
0: Well, hi, Mindy. I love you, honey. Hi, Mindy. Uh, he's a great dude. <laughs> she, she might be the only person listening to this point. You got but, one. And then you just need to get one more and then just keep multiplying yep uh, go for, i go uh, i got a. you probably already know but I, uh, after the second kid i got a vasectomy i'm telling everybody i know it's the way <laughs> to. Know. it's like getting <laughs> yeah it's like getting a root canal or it's like getting a teeth pulled just do it once you once you know that you're at you're done just get them chopped off and call it a day i,
1: I just don't want anybody messing
0: with my boys uh, they're it, mine it's okay man it's okay all right, brother. I think we I think we beat right. this horse to death. Uh, but definitely uh, uh, come back on later and let's uh, not Absolutely. be so not be so political next time. But thank you for the uh, uh, informative insurance conversation.
1: <laughs> i glad to be part of it. I look forward to talking to you
0: again, buddy. One thousand percent, man. Uh, love you, brother. Bye. Bye.